Hello, I'm M3 and this is my opinion for April 18th, 2018. Here with uh, a recap of WWE SmackDown last night after the second night of the annual Superstar Shake-Up. Well, at least that's how I uh, was going to talk about today. But I got to take a little detour on that because I'm, I'm sad to just learn this news uh, as we got started with this podcast of the passing of WWE Hall of Famer Bruno San Martino at the age of 82 years old. Uh, the the uh, Italian stallion, uh, unfortunately, has uh, left us after a great long life that Inclu- included, uh, you know, weight being a, a weightlifter, uh, winning weightlifting competitions in the fifties that you know caught uh, the the eye of Vince McMahon's father and uh, Vincent J McMahon, and that and that's what uh, brought him to WWE, and he was an instant sensation. He was he was the first. He, uh, face in uh, wrestling history that never once became uh, a heel. He he was always the good guy. He was always beloved everywhere he uh, was. And it's not just because of his Italian background. He also uh, bridged the gap uh, um, amongst wrestling fans of all uh, different ethnicities. W- had a, a huge following uh I mean, including the night when he uh, beat uh, the great Buddy Rogers in in less than a minute to become uh, the second WWE champion in history, and and that reign lasted eight years in total in front of the sold out crowd at MSG that night. He, in fact, he uh, headlined uh, more events at that. Uh, that building uh, than anybody in history, uh, 187 sellouts in Madison Square Garden. The not just the old, but the brand, the brand new MSG, the one that you know still sits there today and has the two longest reigns as WWE champion of all time. His first reign, he held the title for an astounding eight years after he won it from Buddy Rogers on May 17th, 1963, uh, before losing it eight years later to uh, Ivan Koloff, but uh, was able to get the title back uh, about two and a half years later, become the first man to hold the championship twice and held that for uh, another three years. And, you know, just was part of some of the biggest events in history. Talk about uh, him uh, beating Buddy Rogers for the title uh, in uh, 63. Then in 80, in the late stages of his career, he uh, faced his protege, Larry Zabisco, inside a steel cage at at Shea in front of over 35,000. Also, no, finished his after his wrestling career, he uh, came back as a broadcaster for uh, a little while, but uh, still, that compared nothing to what he was as a wrestler. N- nothing compared to the popularity and uh, the box office draw that he was as an in-ring uh, competitor, and uh, still remains influential to uh, today's. Uh, 
generation of a wrestler and now finally got his just due about five years ago when he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame by a fellow uh, bodybuilder uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, this is a sad moment in fact when he was inducted in the Hall of Fame they the Hall of Fame ceremony was at MSG that year uh, due to the fact WWE was in the area for WrestleMania and it became the 188th time he sold out um, Madison Square Garden as it turns out it was his last time, and no, he, he will be missed, I'm sure, over the next week on uh, WWE television, whether it be Raw, SmackDown, how maybe they edit NXT tonight and, and put something in there about him, but, you know, there's going to be a ton of tributes and well-deserved because he was WWE's first big star. He laid the pathway to the likes of Andre the Giant, to Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper, to then uh, the uh, the likes of uh, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and The Undertaker, to what we saw in the 90, late 90s with Austin, Triple H, and The Rock, to then, you know, Cena becoming the biggest star. You talk about big stars. In that day, there was no bigger star in WWE than Bruno and Martina, and he laid the pathway to uh, what uh, would become uh, you know, tra- uh, transcendation between the wrestling business and entertainment altogether, and was just such a beloved figure, and he's going to be missed a lot. The great Bruno San Martino passes away at 82 years old. Now let's get to SmackDown from last night where AJ Styles came out to open the show looking to call out Shinsuke Nakamura after what he did to him at WrestleMania and interfering in his match with Daniel Bryan last week, ruining what was a great main event to uh, SmackDown Live. He wanted revenge for the fact that he's low-blowed him three times in the last 10 days. And unfortunately, his... uh, Plans to call out Nakamura were interrupted by Rusev and Aiden English, who uh, uh, wanted the spotlight on them. Rusev demanded a match against AJ Styles, and the match never really got going because about you know less than a minute in, AJ locked him into the calf crusher, and English then interfered to stop him from tapping, and it led to a double team there only for Daniel Bryan to come out and uh, save AJ Styles, showing the respect that the two have for each other, which led to uh, Paige setting up a tag team matchup with Bryan and Styles against English and Rusev later in the night. And this felt like kind of a, a forced segment here. I mean, yeah, you knew that Nakamura wasn't going to just come out and answer Styles' challenge because he's taken the cowardly approach uh, as of recent since his heel turn. But they, they sent uh, Rusev and English out there just to kind of be the one to get in Styles' way and as well as Daniel Bryan's way as they wait for their rivals to show up because Daniel Bryan, you know, is waiting for The Miz to uh, come to SmackDown uh, 
as he's making the jump in the uh, superstar shakeup. And he ne- he never really did uh, show up. He actually sent a a video saying that he wasn't going to show up with the uh, the rest of uh, the cast characters uh, for the shakeup. He was uh, gonna make his own uh, debut and make Daniel Bryan wait till next week. So Daniel Bryan was left waiting for the Miz. But in the meantime. Uh, ex- as he explained backstage, ha- has a lot of respect for AJ Styles and and talked about how uh, he he wants them to have a, a match again eventually. So that's why he came out to help AJ. Although he was uh, confronted by another superstar coming over in the shakeup backstage when asked about that match, he was uh, confronted by. The one and only Big Cass, who we haven't seen in about eight or nine months, ever since he tore his ACL, and Cass uh, looks like he's still up to his same old ways with you know the bullying, uh, how he was looking down on Daniel Bryan because uh, I mean he does have a clear foot, uh, foot and a half uh, height advantage on him, and was looking down on him saying, "You're what." all the hype is about and you now leading to uh, things to come later on in the show. After Raw on Monday, there were a couple of uh, announcements as far as superstars moving from SmackDown in the shakeup. You saw the Ascension move in from uh, SmackDown to Raw. You saw Mike Kanellis uh, moving Zack Ryder. Well, you also saw the breakup of a tag team when Chad Gable was moved to Raw. And he, he talked about how it's his time to go on his own. And later uh, that evening, Shelton Benjamin uh, put out a tweet saying, oh, it was an honor to team with you. There, there's big things in your future. Only for Shelton to then come out on SmackDown last night and say that his... Uh, Twitter cat account was was hacked and uh, that he uh, never needed uh, Gable and that Gable needed him more than, uh, so than he ever needed him. He was kept saying how he was set to prove how dangerous he is to the to the locker room now that he's on his own on SmackDown and uh, told Paige before he came out that he wanted uh, to make an open challenge to any anyone and to send him uh, prime competition. You know, he's he's out there waiting for an opponent. Out comes the Viper, Randy Orton, or so we thought. Orton's halfway down the, the ramp. And then the superstar shakeup shocks us again when Jeff Hardy, the, the new United States champion's music begins, and he comes down to accept the challenge of Shelton Benjamin. The, you know, the two had uh, a pretty good match here. Well, back and forth, uh, Benjamin counting a lot of uh, Hardy's uh, moves that looked uh, very strong. Uh, we've always known throughout Shelton Benjamin's career that his uh, he's been better as a singles competitor than a tag team competitor. Uh, Although he's had multiple runs as tag champion, you get the best out of Shelton Benjamin when he's in singles competition. When he's a tag team 
competitor. It seems it seems like you no, know, a little bit of him is hidden. You don't get to see to see what his uh, true potential is, and and even in a loss to Jeff Hardy, showed his his prowess as a threat as a singles competitor. But interesting, Jeff Hardy interrupting uh, Randy Orton's entrance. That could lead to you know something down the line here because remember Randy Orton ha- is the number one contender for the United States Championship. Jeff Hardy has to defend the U.S. title in Saudi Arabia against uh, Jinder Mahal next week. So maybe you know down the line uh, if Hardy does get past Mahal, this could lead to uh, Mahal. Um, or should I say Hardy versus Orton at Backlash and, and set up a, a pretty good uh, uh, rivalry for SmackDown's uh, second most important championship. Now, we saw continuation of the build-up toward the Usos getting their rematch at the SmackDown Tag Team titles against the Bludgeon Brothers in... Uh, the greatest Royal Rumble event uh, next week in Saudi Arabia when uh, Jey Uso went up against Harper. Now, Jimmy and Rowan were both ringside for this match, and it turned uh, less into a match and more of a street fight in uh, the end um with all the distractions uh, going on uh, ringside, especially by Rowan uh, when he uh, uh, attacked to he attacked uh, Jimmy Uso, uh, allowing Harper to pick up uh, the the win over Jay. And it was after the match that was the real story here. the The fact that you know Jimmy and Jay uh, tried to fight the Bludgeon Brothers at their own game. Even uh, uh, Jimmy tried to grab uh, one of their mallets and start uh, uh, hitting the uh, Bludgeon Brothers with them, only to be uh, knocked down in his attempt. And it it set up a dangerous situation uh, for the Usos because you had Jimmy down up against the steps, Jay down over against the barricade, and the Bludgeon Brothers have continued to tease using those mallets as weapons only for when they were about to hit Jimmy, Naomi comes running down, begging and pleading for mercy, uh, asking them not to to hit her husband. And now it's added a, a little bit of an interesting twist here because there hasn't been much, other than the uh, the mixed match challenge, there hasn't been much of uh, involvement in recent years between Naomi and her husband when it comes to the storyline. She's stuck with what she's doing in the the women's division, and they've uh, paid attention to what they're doing in the tag division. They haven't had the the two uh, intermix, and creates a, a new dynamic here that I think you might see more of because the Bludgeon Brothers have just been ruth, ruthless so far uh, since they arrived on the scene. And uh, you knew it was only a matter of time before they contemplated using those mallets as weapons against opponents. Now you have Naomi coming down begging for mercy to uh, uh, protect her husband. But I think that mercy is going to run out sooner. 
do believe that at some point they're going to you know, just leave Jimmy laying there in, in a beatdown and force Naomi to watch it. You know, force her to go through the torture of watching her husband uh, getting beat down like that. But no, outside of uh, the dealing with the Usos, uh, the uh, Bludgeon Brothers have some new threats coming their ways when it comes to the tag team division. As it was announced that in the shakeup last night, both the the team of the Good Brothers, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. And the bar, Sheamus and Cesaro, are coming to Tuesday Night SmackDown from Monday Night Raw. Now, A, announcing that the bar is coming to SmackDown pretty much lets you know that Matt Hardy and uh, Bray Wyatt are winning the Raw Tag Team titles uh, next week um, in Saudi Arabia. And B, the only in... uh, with uh, Gallows and Anderson, can they uh, break up a group and still reunite it the next night? And they they break up the raw version of the club with uh, the two of them and Finn Balor and reunite them with another leader of the legendary Bully, Bully Club in AJ Styles. But now you add another tag team to the dynamic here with uh, these two uh, teams in the tag team division to go along with the Bludgeon Brothers, the Usos, uh, the New Day. And add on top of that, the fact that a promo aired last night to uh, announce that the group known as Sanity is coming up from NXT to join the SmackDown Live roster. So you can have those six teams making up the uh, the majority of your tag team division. I'll tell you, the, the SmackDown tag division has just become so much better now. The fact that you add uh, the bar, the, the, the Good Brothers, and Sanity to the mix there adds a little more flavor, a little bit more spice to things here. After you lose you know, the team of uh, Gable and Benjamin, you lose uh, the... Uh, uh, Brizango, Raw gets uh, the Authors of Pain and uh, the Ascension on Monday night, but SmackDown has come away with the better end of things here when it comes to the tag team division. SmackDown's women's division has had quite the turnover in the last week. Whether it be last week, the team known as the Iconics, uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, uh, moving from NXT over to SmackDown, or Carmella finally after 287 days, cashing in her Money in the Bank briefcase uh, on Charlotte at the most opportune time to become the SmackDown Women's Champion. They lose uh, Charlotte to uh, Monday Night Raw in the, the shakeup, but uh, there was uh, uh, more uh, change in uh, the air when it came to the woman last night. Carmella was uh, having her celebration, as she called it, celebrating winning uh, the women's title last week when Charlotte finally had enough, uh, came out, interrupted her. Uh, reminding her that she had a rematch clause and that she was going to use it eventually, only to be interrupted by uh, the Iconics who came out, interrupted uh, 
uh, the celebration congratulating uh, uh, Carmella before attacking Charlotte, leading to a brawl. Uh, Charlotte's longtime friend Becky Lynch comes out to uh, make the save, setting up a match between Charlotte and uh, Billy Kay. Now, uh, the, it's a big step up here. Billy Kay's her first match on the, uh, the SmackDown roster, going up against one of the great women's champions of all time. But it's a, a fresh look for the SmackDown women's division, uh, fresh feel for them. And she, in her first uh, match, it, it went pretty well uh, against uh, Charlotte. Um, but... Uh, she did uh, lose. Uh, you knew, though, in the in the end, it was going to just uh, break out into another chaotic brawl, as it did with uh, uh, the Iconics getting the advantage over Charlotte. Uh, Mella uh, also helping uh, by attacking uh, Becky Lynch, and the three of them uh, seemingly had the advantage until the shakeup continued on SmackDown, and. Oscar made her appearance, making her uh, debut on. SmackDown Live is now a member of the SmackDown roster. So you lose Natalia in the shakeup, but now you gain the greatest NXT women's champion of all time, someone who in the future will probably be the SmackDown uh, women's champion. And you know, the SmackDown writers will not have to worry about the whole Asuka undefeated streak anymore since that ended at WrestleMania. But I mean, that. It's not like they're going to have her uh, just start losing all of a sudden. But she does you know, get new, fresh competition uh, by potentially facing Becky Lynch, potentially facing Naomi. You know, at some point, she'll have another match with Charlotte. She's had feuds in the past down in NXT with uh, both Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. And at some point, she's also going to want a shot at the women's title. So it's a, a fresh uh, look, as it was with the, the tag team division. We got a fresh uh, feel and a fresh look to the women's division last night as well. All in all, when you look at the Superstar Shakeup, SmackDown did very well last night. It, I mean, let's take it in order here. Jeff Hardy uh, comes to SmackDown, brings the U.S. title back with him. Big Cass, who we had not seen in over nine months, comes to SmackDown. He had two uh, of Raw's better tag teams in the bar and the Good Brothers. The uh, Sanity's coming uh, from NXT. Uh, Asuka, we talked about. I, I had forgotten this um, up until about a minute ago, but... Uh, uh, the group uh, known as Absolution from Monday Night Raw, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose uh, come uh, over in the Superstar Shake-Up to add an another wrinkle, another twist there into uh, the uh, women's uh, division there. Uh, the they also showed a, a promo late in the program. The former NXT champion, Andrade Cien Almas, and his uh, business advisor, Zelina Vega, they're going to be coming uh, to SmackDown uh, very soon. So, you know, SmackDown in Hall, you look at their roster, they did very well in restocking uh, their roster after some of the pieces they lost to Monday Night Raw. 
But if, if you ask me, the biggest name they added and the biggest shocker, I, I did not see this move coming, was Samoa Joe making his presence felt on Tuesday nights. Last night, he uh, came out surprise us all um, when he was announced as Sin Cara's opponent. And it was was essentially a scrimmage for Samoa Joe, a scrimmage to show how dominant he was because uh, Sin Cara really never uh, stood a, a chance. And uh, n- now uh, it, it brings uh, a whole new dynamic to him because he had gotten a little bit stale on Monday Night Raw, almost kind of, even though he had that rivalry with Brock Lesnar for the Universal title last summer, he had kind of gotten lost in the p- picture there on Raw uh, before he got injured. And no, he came back, he uh, started this uh, rivalry with uh, Roman Reigns uh, where every week he was coming up, uh, bringing up, Roman Reigns' failures, which is even more surprising why they'd move him to SmackDown, but it's it seems though that he uh, will still get that match at Backlash against Roman Reigns, even if a championship uh, is not on the line, whether it's Roman winning the Universal title at uh, uh, the greatest Rumble ever, or he wins the Intercontinental title in that ladder match against uh, Miz, Seth, and Finn. But you know, going to SmackDown, it 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 uh, fits him more because you you look at it, he can face some of his old rivals from his Ring of Honor days in AJ Styles and and Daniel Bryan. He he could maybe at some point have a match with Shinsuke Nakamura, though. Them both being heels, I don't, I don't know how that's gonna work. He, he can go after Jeff Hardy and and the United States title, or as he brought up last night, because he was calling out everyone saying that he was gonna take out all of uh, the 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 fans' heroes uh, after his beatdown of uh, Sin Cara. He he promised he was gonna take out uh, AJ Styles, uh, Daniel Bryan even brought up the Viper Randy Orton. That that would be an interesting one there. I don't think I don't think those two have faced it yet in uh the Samoa Joe's short time in, in WWE. I'm I'm don't believe that uh, they've uh, been on the same brand together. Especially uh, Joe was not up yet when the brand extension uh first started this time around and Randy's been on SmackDown this whole time. So now no that it would be an interesting rivalry there with the two of them, uh, two cerebral uh, fighters as they are. But no, that of all of the things that happened on SmackDown last night, that was the biggest surprise to me. Never did I imagine that Samoa Joe would be making the jump over to the blue brand. We'll close out today with talking about the main event last night, as we mentioned earlier, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan teamed up to go against uh, Aiden English and Rusev. And now, once once again, another good outing, another good showing uh, by Rusev. Uh, only difference here this time, we actually saw some in-ring competition from uh, uh, Aiden English. No, normally, he's just there. To sing for Rusev and and be an annoyance at ringside, but uh, 
you know, the main thing that came from this was not the match itself, not, you know, some of the interesting uh, teamwork you saw by Daniel Bryan and, and uh, AJ Styles. It was how the match ended. And just when it looked like uh, uh, Daniel Bryan was going to uh, win this match uh, for them with the running knee against uh, Rusev, all the attention was averted to what happened outside the ring when uh, Nakamura came out through the crowd and once again low-blowed AJ Styles while he was standing on the ring apron. That created enough of a distraction there for uh, uh, Daniel Bryan that Big Cass came in from the other side of the arena, came into the ring and uh, hit uh, Daniel Bryan with a big boot, uh, setting up a uh, Two rivalries here. Now, uh, we knew that Nakamura and Styles were going to face off once again uh, eventually. But the, the one that surprises people here is uh, Big Cass and Daniel Bryan. Now, they had the confrontation earlier in the, the, the night when uh, Cass uh, made fun of uh, Brian's Heights uh, didn't consider him that big of a deal that he's back in the ring and and it sent a clear message to uh Daniel Bryan that he, he's uh he's back to uh, uh use him as a stepping stone to to send a me- message him and you know what I I actually think this is good if they have no, Daniel Bryan in, in this rivalry instead of the one with the Miz right away. A, it, it gives a, a good place for Cass to get back in the mix of things here. It gives uh, him a, um, a big picture, big um, main event rivalry feel. Give him a a, a big program because remember last summer before they before he got the knee injury. They were building toward him being a, a possible big heel main eventer. They were slowly coming a, along with that after his rivalry with Enzo and the Big Show. It just, he, um, you know, bad timing uh, on his part, him getting hurt. But now he's back. He's someone that they've always thought highly of. And, you know, with Daniel Bryan being one of the best workers in the business, uh, he can uh, help uh, bring uh, Cass along here. Plus, don't give us Miz Daniel Bryan right away. Make us wait for it. Keep building toward it. Keep uh, having them, uh, you know, instigate issues between the other uh, so that it, there's a big buildup for when this match finally happens. I, I would love it if they could somehow, some way, keep us waiting for this match until, say, SummerSlam, the biggest party of the summer. Every once in a while, they cross paths. But that be the night when they finally have the the big match. Have no, maybe have both of them uh, be involved in Money in the Bank in June. But in other than that, keep them away from facing one on one in until SummerSlam because Miz has got unfinished business with Seth Rollins at Backlash. Now you got Daniel Bryan having problems with the big cast here after his attack last night. This uh, um, will be good for the long term of that storyline. And as I said, good for uh, Big Cass. Help him develop into a main eventer by working against uh, one of uh, the best baby faces in uh, the company. That 
when it comes to the Nakamura AJ Styles side of things, it just continues to uh, build uh, upon uh, uh, Nakamura being a heel, keep getting away from the fans chanting his name and um, build more and more animosity and anger from Styles to to the to the point where it he's going to get frustrated and you no know, uh, could lead uh, to Nakamura having an opening when they do face off again. It, it was announced after SmackDown last night that they will face off next week at the greatest uh, Royal Rumble event in Saudi Arabia for the WWE Championship. No stipulation in, involved in that one, unlike the Universal title match, but we we will see Nakamura Styles once again. And no, it as I said all along, when it comes to this event, it's weird the placement and timing of this because there's a pay per view coming up, Backlash, just nine days after it. How are they going to be able to build for this Saudi Arabia event and have it as great as it can possibly be without Backlash suffering and not being as good as that could possibly be? Unless there's some big change, whether the Intercontinental title comes back to SmackDown with Joe and Miz and the US title goes back to Raw with Jinder Mahal leaving a couple of cross-brand matches at the, the next pay-per-view. That, the, it's going to be interesting to see how the writers book all of this. But, hey, you know, we got a couple weeks in, until we get to that. I'm sure you know, the stories as we build closer and closer to the greatest Royal Rumble event and closer to Backlash on May the 6th, I'm, I'm sure the, the writers will find ways to keep us enthralled, keep us entertained up until then. But, hey, for today, I'm M3, and this is my opinion for SmackDown Live last night here on this Wednesday, April the 18th, 2018. Everybody have a, a great day, and I'll talk to you again very soon. Peace.